Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you improve not just your business, but your entire life. And today, I want to talk with you about how to win in business and in life. This is so important if you want to not just crush, but slay your business goals, amp up your love life, whatever you want to do. I want to be all about that. And I know you do too. So today we're going to break all that down. So if you are in a transition period where you are where you kind of want to be, but you know it could be better, or perhaps you just want to just get the wheels moving. Either way, I got you covered. You're going to get some really powerful tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm giving you a big old electronic high five. Boom. Make sure that you hit the follow subscribe button. I know I got people on Apple Podcast, Spotify, all sorts of places, even Audible. Who, who, who would have thought that? So check me out. I'm on Audible too. All those places. Look, Make sure that you stay dialed in because I'm going to make sure that you're going to walk away with some tangibles so that you don't have this thought of, oh, I just wasted a half an hour. No, boo, you're not going to waste a half an hour with me. I'm going to, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to deliver big because I know that you are a person that wants to achieve and thrive those things because so many people live in mediocrity, but that's not you. And those of you guys who have been listening. I'm just thanking you so much in advance. I've been seeing such growth in my podcast. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. I'm just so excited to see what is going to manifest in the remainder of this year. So I'm just so grateful for that. Be sure to share this podcast with someone else that you know also wants to achieve big goals in their life, not this your business, but their personal life. You know, when I was thinking about my podcast name, the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, I thought to myself, like, well, should I change it to the Denise Lee show or something like that? You know, I could have named it like Hill of Beans for all it's worth. Look, this podcast is designed for people who really want to achieve goals, not just in their growing their business, not just achieving with their family planning or whatever they want to do. You are people of action. And so If you are of action, make sure you share this podcast. Make sure that you write something down, anything, even as to say, I'm going to go and make sure that I exercise three times a week, like whatever it is, make sure that you have an action because it's not enough for you to be listening to this podcast or heck any other podcast, but it's about intention. Intention means with some form of motion. So thank you in advance for sharing this podcast. Thank you for in advance for writing me a review on Apple or wherever you're listening. It alerts other people that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And not only that, it helps me know what more that you want to receive. Okay. And lastly, if you would like to reach out with me, check out anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. You can leave me a voicemail message. Please make sure to let me know in the beginning or the end of the podcast whether or not you want me to give you some airtime. I just want to respect your privacy. Also, check out info.deniseglee.com slash connect, right? Where you can, this is a portal where you can either sign up to my free make weekly mailing list where I give you some resources and some really good information that you're not going to find on my podcast. Okay. You can check out my 
available offerings. You can read more about my story, about what I do. I am a life coach that specializes in addictions and traumas. So that's just my wheelhouse. That's what I do. So you can check out my journey and how I got to it and all that fun stuff there. But also, I want you to be able to investigate for yourself what you need for yourself because it's not so much about me, but what you want. And I don't care if it's do one particular course or one or working with me one-on-one, whatever it is, I want to make sure that I fully support you in the best way that you need right now. Okay. Now, I'm so super pumped and excited about this topic, how to win in business and life. You know, for the longest time, like to be told, I just felt I was going through the motions. You know, when you are growing up, you just think to yourself, you just need to go get yourself a job, right? Maybe get yourself a boo (laughs) and just do different little recreational things and for the longest time, I think I believed I was doing it. My bills were being paid. I had a job. I didn't particularly care for the job, but I was going out and traveling and doing different things to fill in the space. Have you ever been in a situation or a place in your life where you felt as if you were checking off boxes, but you didn't feel as if you were really moving towards anything or anyone that you really wanted to obtain? And that's kind of how I felt for the longest period of time, to be honest with you. I always felt as if I was going through the motions, but on the surface, it looked like I had everything to go in together. But in the end, I was just feeling emptier and emptier and emptier inside. It kind of reminds me of an experience I had. I was talking with a motivational speaker many, many years ago, and he had a kind of similar situation where he grew up in a, in a family situation where very well off uh, family. They had some type of construction business and it was very good. They paid all the bills and he was married. He had kids, but he felt something was missing in his life. But on the surface, everything looked like everything was going well, but in the reality, it wasn't. And what I have come to think about with his particular situation, my particular situation, and talking with clients over the years is this business of winning right? And this business of winning is not so much about, okay, we've checked off boxes, meaning we're starting to make the salary that we want, or checked off this box, meaning that we have the two kids, we've got the single family home, we've got the boat, the whatever thing. We're talking about winning in terms of you waking up and you feel as if you are slaying it. You know exactly what you're doing it. You're doing it with ease. You have purpose. You have clarity. You're not chasing shiny objects. I talk about that in one of my courses about the shiny object syndrome. This idea of not going through the motions and being able to march to the beat of your own drummer. And this idea that no matter what people say about you or criticize you or critique you or try to analyze whether or not you need to do certain things, you're okay. You're content. Even if you mess up, even if things don't work out well, you are okay. And I want to kind of summarize that as winning. Winning is the complete antithesis 
of the five curses of life. And I'm going to explain what that is. It actually came from a psychologist. His name was Tavy Kaler. And he had this idea that there's just five things that make people just live unsuccessful in life. And it's be perfect, be strong, hurry up, please others, try harder. And that's not what living is about when you're only trying to literally white knuckle your way to success. That's why you've heard of these people who have seemed like they have everything in the world. And the next thing you know, they're alcoholic and they've lost their buzzes and their their wife has run away with the mailman or something like that, where on the surface, they're just trying so darn hard, so darn hard to get everything in order to please others, to never complain, to seem perfect, to not feel insecure. And then everything kind of crumbles away. And I want to present a way for us to win where we are excellent. We work easy. We know what's enough. We please ourselves and we're open to learning. And if you're open to learning, (laughs) then I hope that you're open to hearing what I have to say. Now, obviously what I have to say is more on a one-on-one coaching information level. So check out my info.deniseglee.com and then click on the button that says if you're interested in working with me, because I definitely don't want to just make this generic thing that can not apply to you. Okay. Cause what's the worst thing is that you're spending this time taking some generic course and then you're still kind of got some information, but you don't really have any focus and mastery. So I wanted you to understand that what I have to say is more of a custom thing that may vary based on your lifestyle and your age and your circumstance and in life. Okay. So I just want to just put that caveat out there. So anyway, I've got four tips for you to feel as if you're winning, you've got purpose, you've got strategy, you've got you're, as a man, you're leading with your intuition. As a woman, you're leading with your instinct. And I talk more about my one-on-one programs, why men lead more with intuition and women lead with their instinct. It has to do with our biology. But anyway, this these are four things I really want to really dial in. So I'm going to say it all at once, and then we're going to dive into each one in the particulars. So the first and most important thing is to be coachable. Okay. Number two is to treat things seriously. Number three is to get comfortable with uncomfortable. Number four is hunger. And so we're going to talk about each one of them more in detail. But just as as a friendly reminder, this is not something that I wish that you could just take and run with it. There's a lot of nuance with each of these strategies. And and as I break down each step, you'll understand why. So the first one is I want to talk about is being coachable. You know, (laughs) you know, I've been a coach first as a medical exercise specialist, personal trainer, you know, doing business coaching, life coaching now. And one of the things that I had to realize honestly about the trajectory and all of those avenues and where I got stuck, I got stuck on always in those times professionally when I felt as if I knew enough. I could fast track it myself. I was smart. I'm college educated. I can read a book. I can interpret those things on my own. I don't need anyone telling me how to live my life. I know who I am. I'm living my skin each and every day. There's this arrogance and, to be honest with you, the slight conceitedness with it. And as a result, I didn't have the humility to have someone else who wasn't in love with me (laughs) the way I was in love with how I wanted things done, okay? Because as human beings, we, from the moment that we have opportunity to start walking, right, and feeding ourselves without assistance, we want things our way, okay? 
because it feels as if, yes, I've got power. Yes, I have autonomy. But in terms of winning, we need someone that's not us to take a very dispassionate view of how we're living, how we're working, how we're doing our things and give us critiques, not criticism, critiques. So for a lot of people, they equate criticism with critiques and that's not the same. If you're not giving people advice that helps them up level, right? And you're just slaying, just to slay that flat out criticism where there's no upbuilding, there's no connection, there's no, no useful information other than just to make you feel bad. And I was telling you earlier about uh, Tate B. Kaler's five curses and one of them is be perfect. And if you're on that be perfect, please others route is disastrous. And that's what hinders being coachable. When you're coachable, it is almost as if you're getting a super jolt of information where you're able to do things, be things, and just be able to understand it in a faster, quicker level than ever before. One of the things that I think about even this past year of my own personal development, my own business development, I had to go under the help of a copywriter. I had to go put under the assistance of licensed clinical social workers. I had to learn from professionals about how to write better, how to speak better, how to understand the human psychology on a much deeper level. And that couldn't have come under just me reading some books. Okay. I wish I could sit here and say I was so smart reading books by myself, but the fact of the matter is I needed to have someone say, hey, look, Denise, you need to fine tune that. Hey, Denise, maybe you need to look about your approach about things. I, one of the things that I remember that has been so helpful for me was this idea of shifting from negative talk to positive talk when I'm coaching. So for example, I used to make a lot of posts and a lot of stories about don't do this or ways to avoid this. And it was always coming from this fear-based mindset. But here's the thing, if you want to motivate and encourage people, you have to speak positively. So that's, for example, how to win in business and life. That was that title that I have was a direct result of being coached from someone that says, Denise, whoa, baby girl, you're going to have to shift the language here. This is what I'm talking about, about being coached. Being coached means even if you're so in love with something else, somebody can point out something that can shift the way you think. And as a result of speaking more positively and writing more positively, I found myself not being unnerved and irritated. I used to be just so angry and just ticked off all the time, like for real, for real. Like for example, you know, heck, even yesterday I went to to get my massage therapy and, you know, the therapist was asking me, so Denise, how are you doing? And I said, you know what? Mentally, I'm great. I'm golden. I've My body is calling me to certain things that need my attention. And it really meant was I recognize that I have that peace and that clarity where even in the midst of physical discomfort, I'm okay. And for many years, and I've met this, so many clients I've talked with over the years that I've, I've, I've worked with who've had migraines, fibromyalgia, anxiety, asthma. So many health issues have been, the root issue was about how they were dealing with the reality. And when you're able to be coached and understanding the connection, the mind-body connection, you can be at peace. And so I had to be coached so I can live at peace. So my question to you is, if you're winning, are you willing to let yourself be coachable? Doing it somebody else's way, okay? 
Now, this is not to say that everybody else, anybody, I'm not saying go get coached by some bum off the street. What I'm saying is get coached by someone who clearly is demonstrating they know what the heck they're talking about. Once you get under their wings, they can fly you to heights you've, you've never seen before. Okay. Now, the second thing about winning in business and life is to, number two is to treat things seriously. Now, I've met so many people who find entertainment in running a business. I find that just uh, very, very fascinating. So as part of my business, you know, in addition to with my private clients, obviously they talk with me one-on-one and I give them workbooks, custom workbooks on a variety of issues, emotional maturity, uh, dealing with loss, dealing with grief, how to deal with relationships in the business and personal life, all sorts of topics. I, I've got, you know, one of my workbooks, Real Relationship, it's it's getting pretty hefty. I think I might just convert the darn thing into a book. It's that many pages. But anyway, one of the things that I do as part of my workbooks is I have supporting scientific research to back up what I have to say from neuropeptide Y, for example, that helps us release serotonin, which is a mood stabilizing uh, neurotransmitter. I have a lot of different body of work of research that scientifically backs up my theories. So anyway, as part of it, I include graphics and quotes and all sorts of stuff from different places because I, I believe first and foremost that you want to give credit where credit's due. Okay. And second of all, it helps to support the, the body of research that I have. And I remember sending this particular message to a a person for a, a graphic that I thought was pretty neat. It was it, it was clarifying some a viewpoint that I was trying to argue, and it was I sent it like four or five months ago. Darn near forgot it, and I got a, a email a few weeks ago from from this particular person, and they said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I missed it. I can't. You know, I I've been having some." you know, childcare issues. And first and foremost, if, you know, if you want to use my, if you want to use my stuff, I I expect to be compensated. And she just started going off into other things. And you know what I did? I looked at that email and I filed away and I never responded to it. And let me explain why. If you're running a business, you take it seriously. If you're running a business, you take yourself seriously. And I understand people get busy. Life happens for sure, for sure. But if you want to deal with someone and to not just obviously make money, build your network, achieve whatever goals that you have, you need to be on the ball. And I've met so many people over the years and they've told me, you know what, Denise, I've been, I've had this business for six years, six, seven years, and I've never made enough money to support myself or, you know, and and I, as I look at how they organize their time, as I look about how they spend their money on different business ventures, as I look at what they're doing, it's so clear that they're treating their business as a hobby. And my dear, if you are treating your business as a hobby, then just call it a hobby. Just call it a hobby. You know, I'll never forget when I first started doing coaching, business coaching, and then transitioning to life coaching, I was talking with a woman and she said she also had a podcast like mine. She said, you know, one of the things that I don't really like to do is I don't like leaving links because within a year or two, all the links are bad. And the reason why the links are bad is because the bus- people go out of business. 
It, it was almost as if they spun it off randomly as a fluke and they never really wanted to continue with it. They treated it as a hobby. So here's my thing. If you want to be in business, if you want to thrive, that means you're not going to treat this mess as a hobby. You're going to treat it as something as if you are growing and not just because you want the money, you're doing it because you see the impact. And a lot of people, the reason why they don't grow it is because they're not seeing it as something that can manifest into something bigger and more interesting than ever before. And I think this is something that has people really stagnate and not really go over certain income levels or whatever, because it's like, okay, we're going to see this all the way through. There is no plan B. You know, victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. You know, Julius Caesar had long wished to capture the British. He sailed to the British Isles, quietly unloaded his troops and supplies and gave the orders to burn the ships. He then called all of his men together and said, now is the win. Now is, it is win or perish. We have no choice. With that single order, he guaranteed the success of his campaign. Caesar knew that people who have no other alternative or will accept no other always win. And if you find yourself in a situation where victory seems impossible and victory could be your business, it could be with your kids, it could be fill in the blank. Okay, you may benefit your cause by developing an alternative course of action. But if your objective won't yield to a full frontal assault, try oblique approach. There are very few problems in life that are impossible to solve and few obstacles that will not eventually give away to a determined, motivated person with a plan that's flexible enough to cope with changing conditions. And so if you're going to be serious, whatever you're doing, burn those ships. Get flexible, get under the wing of somebody else and work it all the way, okay? That's why I'm able to assist you privately. Check out info.denisegeely.com slash connect if you're interested in working with me one-on-one because I want to support you if you feel like, dang, man, I, I really need to get some strategy in place, not just listening to pep talk because, you know, you can get pep talks all day, every day, like, We need to get some wheels in motion. We need to burn the ships of the past and start getting moving. And that's where we get into number three is get comfortable with the uncomfortable. There is something about people who are accepting that discomfort is part of the process. And I'm not talking about this from this masochistic type of way where you're just like inflicting punishment on yourself because you feel unworthy. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this idea that as part of growing and learning, it's going to come a point where you're going to have to accept the fact that it's not going to feel good. The, the, the process of things are not going to feel good. And it, more often than not, it's going to be common that you're going to have some trial and errors along the way. And I, I want to give you some things that you can relate to. So I was reading this very interesting article the other day. It was from the Wall Street Journal. And it was an article about not having a lot of people showing up for book signings. And this particular author, her name is 
Chelsea Bannon. And so I'm actually looking this particular article. It was from Wall Street Journal called, Does Anyone Want to Come to My Book Signing, Please? And she she writes about, I'm going to just read the opening because it's so appointed. It's, it's, it's false. Years after she started writing her debut novel, Chelsea Banning settled into pretty good books in Ashitabal, Ohio. Sorry, I bastardized that name. <laughs> On a Saturday in early December for her first author signing, she waited with neatly stacked paper back copies of her book of Crowns and Legends. Blah, 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 blah. She had props. She was sitting there. She she showed up during her three-hour, and she sat down and during her three-hour signing. Only two people showed up. And then she tweeted to one, her 100 followers, nobody showed up, and it felt embarrassing, and she kept it. And remarkably, certain very high influential writers pined him. For example, Henry Winkler. I don't know who he is, but evidently he's very popular. Another one, Margaret Atwood, author of The Handmaid. Maid's Tale and many other books, other authors responded, and that and then ultimately, like Stephen King, you know, m- m- quoted her and said, you know, dear Chelsea Bannon, when you do your next signing, let us know. We'll let everybody know. And the p- tweet went viral. And the whole point I'm trying to make of this story is that for some stupid reason, I'll all of us in our brains think that if we get something started, it's going to be like fabulous and we're going to have a lot of people praise us and give us recognition. And the hard, cold, cold reality of it is, is that it's going to be rough in the beginning. And I want you to get used to it being rough, especially as an entrepreneur. We think we're putting our heart and our soul and our blood, sweat and tears into something. And we're like, come on, people recognize us, please. I spent all this time and energy. Shouldn't somebody notice? And the answer is not necessarily and not in the beginning. You know, I think about so many other people and different ventures of life. I think about Colonel Sanders, KOC. I think about Kendra Scott, the jewelry maker. I think about the probably so many people can just rattle off that just got ignored, ignored just cast aside because they didn't seem as if they were big at the time. And it took a lot of conviction and a lot of perseverance. And so if you want to win in life, my question is, are you allowing yourself to go through the discomfort of this in-between lane where you don't know when you'll get big? You don't know when you'll get noticed. You don't know when people will acknowledge you and give you that recognition. Are you willing to fall in love with the process and see things through, not because you want to add a boy, but but because you know that you're doing the right thing. You know, as a kids, you know, I know for me and probably you, we we were rewarded when we got A's. We were rewarded when we got stickers. Were you? I was part of the Pizza Hut Club when I was a little kid, and if I read enough books, I could get my own personal pan pizza. I felt as if I if I. I needed some type of reward. I needed my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow in order for me to feel as if, yes, this is worth it. Yes, I need to do this. And for a lot of us, if we don't feel as if we're getting that reward, we're out, we're done. But that's not winning. If you want to sell for mediocrity, if you want to go through the motions, then you're only going to go through the safe bets. 
And the safe bets don't always pan out. I've met too many people who have had safe bets for spouses, safe bets in terms of living in different places, safe bets on not really pushing the envelope when they knew that they had a little bit more fire in their belly. Are you willing to push through, get uncomfortable, put yourself out there and admit the fact that this stuff is rough and share it with other people because most likely other people are still struggling with you. The same things that you are. For whatever stupid reason, we as human beings, we want to pretend as if we've got it all together. We're not suffering. We want to put up, put up that, that cloak that says that we're okay when in fact we're struggling. When you're able to finally admit and share with somebody else, I gave that mention of that article, you're able to share something else. It lowers down the defenses. It makes you feel more at ease. You're not feeling as if you are the only person. It gives other people the comfort to know that they're not alone. And they could probably share some resources or some insights that you might need. But you started the ball moving by being vulnerable, okay? So get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Be vulnerable. Share your feelings with other people. Understand that the process takes time. And the last thing is I want to ask you, are you hungry? Are you willing to do whatever, whenever to get the results that you're searching for? And this is kind of ties into that comfortable, the uncomfortable, where we're abandoning the desire of comfort. When there is no comfort, then you're able to see through possibilities that you didn't see before. You know, the other day I was going through my Pinterest and my personal Pinterest account, not my business Pinterest account. I mean, obviously you can find me, Denise G. Coach on Pinterest. I don't know. You can find my face there. Anyway, I was looking at this particular pin that could convert it into a post on Pinterest. And I want to quote it. It's from the author, James Clear. He wrote Atomic Habits. And this is the quote from a tweet that he made on in t- uh, last year. And it goes as follows. Strangely, life gets harder when you try to make it easy. Exercising might be hard, but never moving makes life harder. Uncomfortable conversations are hard, but avoiding every conflict is harder. Mastering your craft is hard, but having no skills is harder. Easy has a cost. And so this idea of hunger comes from this idea of, are you willing to dig deep and exercise your perseverance, your ingenuity, your desire. And there's so many people who fall flat. I was having a very painful conversation, not recently, but with my husband. And we were talking about something I was doing business-wise. And he said, you know what, honey? I I always thought you cut yourself too short. When it felt like you were starting to give yourself progress, you were starting to get some motion. It's almost as if you abandoned yourself. And the reality was I didn't have that hunger because I was so looking for the praise, the recognition. I never once thought to myself, I'm doing this because I just want to do this. Praise be danged. Well, darned or however you want to call it. You know, I'm kind of trying to keep this podcast clean. Look, if you want to achieve something, it's going to have to come from this deep pot place in yourself where 
you get you getting so knocked down. It feels like your your teeth are being knocked out. You're feeling like you're getting bruised and punched. You feel as if your ego cannot take any more assaults. But you get up and you keep keeping it moving. And I've met so many people who quickly abandon their desire for their families, expanding their family. People who abandon their desire to launch or scale their business. So many different areas of life because they didn't feel that hunger. And the hunger came from this place where I didn't feel worthy of myself. I didn't get that praise. I didn't get that acknowledgement. Nobody's paying attention to me. In fact, people are calling me foolish. Here's the thing. I just wanted to say it out loud because it just needs to be said. When people criticize what they don't understand, that's a signal for you to find new company. Oftentimes when they people don't understand or appreciate what you've got going on, that means that they are vocalizing their own limited thinking. And if you spend enough time with people who have limited thinking, they will limit you from success. Guaranteed. That's why it's good that you have someone that you can work with privately. That's why you've got resources that help elevate you. I mean, I'm hoping that this podcast is just will light a fire in your belly to just get it popping and get it moving because you deserve to have that passion. Are you hungry? Are you craving it? Are you craving it like a... A meat eater to a T-bone state. Do you want to just tear up in it? Okay. For a lot of people, they don't feel that burning passion in their belly. And that's why they only achieve minimal success. That's why not winning. But I know you're a winner because you're listening to me right now. So what are you going to plan to do next? I want to hear from you. So let's recap everything that we've talked about. Okay. How to win is number one, be coachable. Think, please. You can't do it your way all the time. Lean on someone who's clearly doing it right. Number two, take it seriously. This is not playtime. If you want to elevate something, it takes intentionality. Number three, get comfortable with uncomfortable. This is where you fall in love with the process. Understand that learning and growing is just as much important, if not more important than just making the money or whatever you're trying to do. And lastly, are you hungry? Are you willing to do whatever, whenever, to get the results that you're searching for? Now, I know I said a whole lot. Please let me know, what did you grab that you're like, boom, I need to launch into it? I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up, info.deniselee.com slash connect. Or I'd love to hear from you, anchor.fm slash deniselee, however you want to contact me. Or just be able to do that. I want to be make sure that I hear from you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take action. Do something important. If you like this podcast, make sure that you share it with someone else. Okay. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.